Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 67. True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello, friends. Happy whatever day it is that I post this, honestly. Um, I'm not sure that this is coming out on Friday, but that's life. Okay, I'm here. I'm Karina. I am your host. And I am at the ASP, so uh, Association of Applied Sports Psychology Conference. This is what my master's degree is in sport and performance psychology and this weekend we are or week we are doing essentially a conference of continued education and just lectures where we're all sharing our different ideas and our experiences in the realm of sports psychology so some people are athlete or people who work with athletes Some people work with business owners like me, where I work with you, the CEOs, and some people work with everything in between. So I've heard of nurses, I've heard of soldiers, I've heard of people working with the CIA and the FBI and everything, honestly. Everyone deserves to have a mental performance coach. I truly think that this world of sport and performance psychology changes lives. Because it really looks at forward focus, where you want to go and how you want to get there. How do you want to accomplish the goals that you want in life? And how do you be the best version of yourself? So that's what I'll be doing this weekend. I will be soaking in all of the information I possibly can in order to help you, the client, help you, the CEO, be the best version of yourself. And I'm so excited because honestly, The guest that I have on today's podcast, this recording that I have, is with the person who helped me become the best version of myself. She and I met online, so we've never met in person. I found her social media, and she just spoke to me. She spoke to me in such a way that I felt like this is the place, this is the room that I want to be in, is with this woman. And so I hired her to be my business coach specifically, but And what we're going to talk about on the podcast is how she particularly works with thoughts, how she works the brain, and she uses, very similar to me, she uses science and theories and different research in order to help you be the best version of yourself by using your thoughts and your emotions in order to create the results that you want in your business. So let me introduce you to Jackie Murphy. Jackie Murphy She left her nine to five job at the age of 22 to follow her passion of teaching yoga. And ever since, she's been in the business coaching world now for almost four years, which is absolutely incredible. And she has learned everything in between. So she's had over 12 years of experience in the yoga industry. And now she is helping yoga teachers build the yoga business of their dreams. That's where she got me. Originally, I wanted to build a yoga business. And now, now I know that I'm kind of, yes, yoga is a part of my business. Yes, moving my body is a part of my business, but it's not my whole business. But she had helped me build the business that I wanted that helped me go from burnout and broke to the business owner that you see in front of you today. So she teaches her clients the skill of making money. She focuses on service above all else, and she helps you become resourceful. She learned from every single result that she created or didn't create and helps her clients by the lessons that she learned in her own business. She learned how to focus on the numbers without any of the drama. And most importantly, she learned that the world only wins when yoga teachers make money. So my friends, I am so very excited to have you listen to me interviewing my own business coach. So we talk about all kinds of things from the lessons that she learned in her business to also her being my coach. What were the experiences she saw as a third party of what I was doing to my own brain? And you get a little insight of how I was self-sabotaging at the beginning and how I was what my biggest struggle was when I was first building my business. And now it's something that only pops in every now and again. 
it's way less of a hit to my business and a hit to my thoughts and beliefs about myself and what the value I provide to my clients than it once was. So my friends, I'm very excited to have you listen in to Jackie and I's conversation because it's a good one. Two people who love thought work, just going back and forth, and who have known each other for two and a half years now and worked together for over two years, and it was just such a good conversation. So here we go, my friends. Let's dive right in. Hello, friends. I am so excited to have my business coach here. She is Jackie Murphy, and she is the business coach for yoga teachers, and I found her over two years ago now, actually going on three years ago that I found you, didn't hire you until like two and a half years ago. And we've been working together like ever since. And she's has all the ins and outs of my business. And I'm so excited that she is here on this podcast and I get to interview her now. So Jackie, hi, welcome. Hi everybody. And hi, Karina. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait for the next hour, the conversation. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. There's just so many things that I feel like I could talk to you about that has come up over the last two years or just like uh, your expertise and your professionalism, like everything. I'm so excited to get into it. So let's start with a little bit more about you. Share a little bit more about your journey and how you got to where you are now, which is a very well-known business coach in the yoga industry. Yeah. Isn't that fun? (laughs) It's so wild. I love it because I got to see you grow as well. So I'm like, I love it. Yeah. And I think it's still one of those things that like in business, it's very common that we want to get to our goals so much faster. And I Mm -hmm. kind of feel like I am now where I wanted to be two years ago as like this known name in the industry. Um, And it still feels like, wait, what? That happened? It still feels quick. Yeah. So, okay. My story. I was born on October 24th. No, <laughs> I was, but were you really? Yeah, yeah. That's the day before my dog's birthday. You guys oh, perfect. Oh, that. <laughs> um, no, I found yoga really young and fell in love with it and knew that I wanted to be a teacher after I did my 200 hour certification. I did my certification while I was at college mm-hmm. and thought like, oh my God, that would be amazing, but I would be broke. And like the yoga teacher life sounds awful. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't go for it. And I eventually learned the hard way how to make money as a teacher and how to make it my livelihood. And I spent about a decade in the yoga industry, teaching, leading trainings, like opening studios. And eventually I got to this point, it was a very bittersweet moment. I had just opened this like very successful studio. The community was thriving. It was awesome. But I had this knowing that it was time to like pivot to business coaching and to helping other yoga teachers do what I had done. Mm -hmm. And I remember like telling one of my colleagues at the time and she was like, what? Like, you don't mean that. You definitely can't mean that. And I was like, but I do. And I knew it. And so I made the pivot like four years ago to business coaching and have been helping yoga teachers and studio owners Mm -hmm. grow their businesses now. Um, and I just absolutely love it. I feel like I pretend like I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually quite an introvert and being behind the scenes of my clients businesses is like the very best thing to me. Like I love to celebrate their wins and know what's going on and being helping them, but I don't need to be the front facing, um, person in the game. So that's like a super quick version of my story. (laughs) I love it. I think it's, I, what I love is your pivot. It sounded very calm and you witnessed my pivot, like as Mm -hmm. well, like out of my nine to five into my business full time. But like the fact that it sounded so calm and it sounded so I have this feeling and I'm going to do this and it may sound crazy to other people, but I'm just gonna dive in it yeah so where do you think that like how did that come up how did you just like have this feeling and be like yeah this was this is what's gonna happen well I didn't (laughs) like maybe I made it sound calm it was not calm it was not (laughs) (laughs) there were lots of tears because I love teaching yoga and I loved Mm -hmm. the community so it was really hard to leave so I think I first had this knowing I had worked with a coach opening this last studio and seeing how like drastically different the experience was Mm -hmm. having a coach behind it. And we opened in like, it was the springtime 
And that's when I first started knowing that it was time to transition. And I didn't leave until September, October. So there was like definitely a a gap of months where I was like, oh my God, what do I do? How do I do this? Yeah. But eventually that knowing just got so strong that I think that's one of those things that like you can't ignore it. If you start to ignore it, it It creates more like like suffering. Yeah. More turmoil that happens. Yeah. So yeah, it was not calm. There literally were lots of tears. <laughs> I think that goes, I mean, like I cried every single round that you and I worked together. So Jackie has six prior, she's about to switch. But yep. when I worked with her, it was like six month, like increments. I think I had a breakdown in every single one of them. I think I cried on every single one of them. There's some kind of like moment of overwhelm or like what do I do or Mm -hmm. I'm failing and how like I know because I've had you take me through that but like how how could you explain to people how you take your clients through that emotional turmoil of running a business because like you obviously have figured out a way to do it for yourself and now guiding other people too like how do you guide people through that how did you get you know, and you can totally openly talk about me and my experience from your side of things. Like you can go for that. Mm -hmm. I think specifically with you, you're going to be successful no matter what. And it's so easy for me to see it. Yeah. But when you were making the transition from job to business, Mm-hmm. it's like you it's almost like you get blinders and you like yeah. forget that you're a capable human and everything is super high stakes and so the emotion that comes up with that all I do is I hold space for it I welcome mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. I just hold the belief that like this is gonna pass this is yeah. of course gonna pass like I can see her already being successful it's okay that she can't see it right now more like tactical I guess I would say is Mm -hmm. you have to sit and feel it and you have to like name it in your body and describe it and be with it and the moment that you start to make decisions in your business from emotion or take action from emotion Mm -hmm. unintentionally like that's the moment it starts to get self-sabotage is that a word I don't think so (laughs) we're gonna make a moment that you start self-sabotage and so if you can just like let the emotion be feel it, let -hmm. it pass. It's okay to feel it, even if it's a little bit there, but then start to take action from an intentional place. Yeah. It doesn't ruin your whole business, but yeah, for you specifically, it was just like hold space. And in a way where like, I never wanted to invalidate what you were feeling because it's Mm -hmm. very, very hard to make that leap. And I don't think people expect that. They're like, I'm going to leave my job and be happy and in my business. And like, that is there. But also it's scary as hell. Yeah. So just making sure that you felt validated, but also, I don't know how to say this, like validated in what you were feeling, but also like, this is not going to last. Like Mm -hmm. it's like almost invalidated, but that's not what I mean. Right. It's, it's like, this is temporary acknowledgement that this is a temporary experience. It's what's happening right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you, you have done research within polyvagal theory, right? A and little like, bit. I'm like a little just bit. not getting into it. I love it. Yeah. There's like, there's this one that they go into, and I can't remember off the top of my head. There's like a researcher that the researcher speaks about. And um, it's like Chris and Christopher or something like that. There's two names that are very similar. And they talk about how like in order to get out of the like collapse or like the freeze phase of stress essentially um is to acknowledge that like this is a moment this is a moment that this is happening and give yourself the grace that like it's going to pass um and I think that that's so important that like this is just a moment and like sometimes that moment lasts a little bit longer than you would like it to be Mm-hmm. But every everything is temporary. And that's the one thing, like, when it comes to science and the world and, like, everything. Change will happen. Change will occur. Feelings will be different. And, like, circumstances will be different. This is just temporary. Mm-hmm. Even those, like, crappy, overwhelming feelings that happen. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in a business and you're starting your business, it's hard to know what's temporary because you don't have the experience of, like, this lull of clients not coming 
being temporary yeah. yet or yeah. the opposite of that of like tons of clients coming that's also temporary yeah. and so i think having someone to say like this is normal clients will come back mm-hmm. <laughs> like this isn't going to last forever is super helpful just to it's like having a partner to just even out all of the emotions yeah and i think that's what's so important and why i you know have worked with you for so long it's so important to have that third party that can show you what your brain is doing when you're in the middle of the like turmoil. Cause it's so hard when you're in it to see what other people are seeing. You know, like you said that you're able to look at my business, you're able to look at me and be like, Oh, I know that she's going to be successful. So I just need to hold this space for her. And like, I see that with my clients too, where I'm like, Oh, it's so clear that like Mm -hmm. they, these are the steps that need to happen, but for them, their blinders are up, their blinders are on. Mm -hmm. And so having and a coach is so beneficial. Yeah, it's so beneficial. And like, think about it in terms of sports. You probably could talk about this better than I oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking about like the player on the field is not aware of what everyone else is doing, right? They're, right? they're focused on their next task, their next skill. And the coach stands back and watches and has a mm-hmm. better vantage point. And like, yeah. that's what we do for our clients. You're in it right? You're yeah. there writing the post or talking to the person and I'm watching everything happen. So I can kind of be like, remember this or like, don't yeah. watch out for that person over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost halftime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, like one sport that, you know, really this translates so well is like NASCAR and like formula one, because they have people up in the box that are literally like on headsets with them that are like, Oh, this person's making this move. Oh, you're going to round this turn. This person looks like they're about to do this thing. Cause like drivers in NASCAR literally can only see in front of them. They can't even, there's no mirrors. There's no, like none of that. They can literally only see what's in front of them. So they need their, their chief. I forget what they're called. I think they're chiefs like up top and they're literally watching from bird's eye view. Like this is what we're doing. And that's exactly what like happens in business. Yeah. So with that, like with that point of view of that's what a coach does is like show you what's occurring around you and like all brings in old evidence and is able to see things from a bigger perspective. Mm -hmm. How, how, do you believe that thought work plays into it? Because like, that's the reason that I hired you specifically as my business coach is because you use so much science of how the brain works and like how thoughts and emotions play a role on what we're able to create in our life through our business, but also like our personal life as well. So what kind of impact and do you have with your clients by using thought work? Well, let me tell you a story about that. Okay. I love it. Story time. (laughs) So I was on with my business coach a few hours before this, and Mm -hmm. I have this opportunity that has kind of landed in my lap. My thoughts, because I'm an anxious human, were like, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to like fail somehow. And my business coach was just like, like looked at me and was like, no. And she was like, whether or not this specific thing works out, there is opportunity that you know about now that you didn't know about before. Like it's a win-win no matter what, but I couldn't see that. So it's like the NASCAR race driver. I was going from, I have to get this right. Perfect. Do everything right in -hmm. order to have success. And she was able to be like, Jackie, stop there's so much more opportunity. And now I'm in a position where like, I feel more free and more curious and more playful. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to take more action. And so when it comes to thought work, it is the determining factor of whether or not you will create the results that you want to create in a long period of time, like over a sustainable period of time, Mm -hmm. because your thoughts will influence literally how you say certain words and what you don't say and what you, how you show up and what you do and what you don't do, the questions that you ask, the questions that you avoid, yeah. whether you ask for a decision on a sales call, like all of that is coming from what you are thinking. Yeah. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if you're thinking this is going to fail and I can't do it, you can't implement that strategy. Well, if the NASCAR driver is thinking, I'm going to lose this race the whole time they're driving, it's going to be really hard for them to win. Yeah. Really hard. 
I, I, it, that automatically comes to what's that saying where it's like, I don't know who said it, but it's like, whether you think you can win or you think you can lose or like, you, you you're know, right. You're yeah. right. You know, yeah, like yeah. what, like that's the basis of thought work. Like whatever yeah. you believe in what you're capable of doing or what you want to create, you're right. You can do these things, but you have to yeah. truly believe it. And I think that's something that's so, um, I think both you and I, there was something in us that we learned in childhood and I think our parents did a very good job and the teachers though <laughs> did a very good job because both you and I I think the commitment and the determination is like built into us like yeah. it it has been um and that's not something that's um a reality for a lot of people they have to learn it over time that like mm-hmm. to become relentless and that was, I actually had a client, um, a student of mine who is in my, my regular, like weekly classes. She came up to me one day and she was like, I'm going to say something. And I want you to know that I mean this in the mo- like most respectful, highest way. And I was like, Oh God. Uh-oh. Like, oh God. <laughs> and she she's also she was a student that like wouldn't talk much too. And she like kind of scared me a little bit. She was just very like a very serious person. And I was like, oh my God, what is about? And she was very well respected in our studio. And the owner could like like she could call the owner and like things would happen. And I was like, what is this woman about to say to me? And she was like, You are relentless. And I was like, I was like, okay, please explain because like, I don't know. And she was like, you talk about your business in every single class. And I love that. And she was like, you make the offer all the time, whether people listen or not. She's like, if you keep doing that, like it's going to happen. Like, of course it's going to happen because you keep Mm. making the offer. And (laughs) it was, I was literally like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because also there's like, especially when you're first starting out in business, like making the offer over and over and over again is terrifying. You're like, I'm getting annoying. And Mm -hmm. like, that's definitely a thought when you first starting business that you think Mm -hmm. is going to happen. But the right people, like she never went on a retreat. She's never Mm -hmm. going on a retreat. She is not my ideal client. Totally fine. But she respected, she respected the hustle in air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. She respected what I was doing. And I was like, I love that because like, she understands where my determination energy was coming from. Yes. I think this is a really good point because I love some manifesting, like give me a vision board. Mm-hmm. Let me write down my intention and burn it. I'll do that all day long. But that is not what I mean when I say thought work, because I think yeah. that's where it gets kind of murky. You can't sit there and think like, I'm going to be successful and then just have it happen. Yeah. Right. It's thought yeah. work every single day so that you do the action every single day. And that mm-hmm. every time you make an offer, it adds up. And over time you're making your results inevitable. It's very logical. It's not Mm -hmm. very woo. It's just like, if every day you decide to believe in yourself and your business and take action from that place, you will see results. Yeah. So, so define thought work for people, because I think sometimes, especially in this like new day and age where like psychology is becoming and like, and thought work and manifesting and Mm -hmm. just, shadow work side of things too is becoming a lot more normalized but i still think that there's um un people are unsure like what exactly this means so like for yeah. you and what you yeah. take your clients through what is thought work yeah okay so it starts with like the first understanding that you are not the voice in your head <laughs> mm, like yeah that's the first key piece that has to happen the awareness of the thoughts that are going through your head are not who you are mm-hmm. and you have control over them that's maybe not the right way to say that you have influence over them and you have influence over which ones you buy into and which ones you just like let slide. So awareness of what you're thinking. And then thought work to me is intentionally choosing what thoughts I want to think on purpose to help me be the kind of person I want to be. So it's like, (sighs) the analogy I used to use a lot was like brushing your teeth. Like every morning you wake up, you brush your teeth and you have good dental hygiene. Like, Yay. Congrats. Same thing has to happen with your mind. Your mind wakes up. They think, I don't know if it's been changed right now, but 60,000 to 90,000 thoughts. 
Yeah. I think specifically 90- for females, males oh, are lower more? actually. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. That makes sense. <laughs> I say that it's so funny. Cause now I work with female CEOs and like now when they're, I have males in the room, I'm like females have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> I don't know what males are because I never looked it up because I work with females now and they like cracked. They just think it's the funniest thing. And at this point I'm not looking it up because it's yeah. way more entertaining for males yeah, no. to be like, it's less. You're right. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I know. sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but what what is it? Maybe you know this too. It's 90% or 99% of those thoughts are the same you had the morning before the day before. Oh yeah. I don't know what that is. It's something is. like that. And like it, I I bet it's like I can 1000% see repeat thought because that's where patterns come from, right? Of yeah. like yeah. our experiences in the past is like their repeat thoughts. They keep coming up over and over and over again. Yeah. So yeah. if you wake up with all of these thoughts, most of them are the same every day, but then mm-hmm. you want to create a new result in your life. It's not going to work. Like what you yeah. put in is what you're going to get out. So thought work is saying, okay, out of these 60 to 90,000 thoughts that I have, which ones do I want to keep? Is there mm-hmm. a different one that I want to change? Mm-hmm. What do I need to be thinking on purpose to get where I want to go? If it's a new place in my life. And most people probably listening to this podcast, have some sort of goal or something new they want to create in their life. And so the thought work is going to be the fuel to get you there. There was something else I was going to say when we were talking about changing the thoughts. Well, I don't know what it is. It'll come back to me. So yeah, that's my definition of thought work. I love that. Cleaning your brain. Yeah, no, I think, and I really like the, like the change over time that it 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 takes very intentional effort to mm-hmm. change these thoughts. It's not going to happen overnight. And yeah. one of my mentors once used this analogy of like walking to your car from your front door like when it in a like when it snows. And so mm-hmm. there's like a foot of snow on the ground, let's say. I don't know. And the first time you walk from your front door to your car, it's like really hard, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like literally picking up your foot and like stepping into this. You're getting snow in your boo. It's just not fun, right? Mm-hmm. The first time you do it. Then the next day there you have footsteps that you're going to follow. Yeah. And um, and it's just going to be a little bit easier. And little by little, that path becomes like set. And mm-hmm. then you could literally walk through it and in high heels if you want, like Mm -hmm. at some point, it's so easy after months of doing it. Right. And that's obviously if snow stays for months, but still like you get the analogy of like, the more you do it, the more you do it, the easier it is to walk through the snow path. Yeah. And that's what's happening in your neural pathways in your brain. They've proven it now, which is so fun. Yeah. I love that they have the science. It takes 400 repetitions of a thought for it to be a new neural pathway. Unless oh. you're doing it while you're playing, having fun, playing, and it takes fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. I would love to like. Do you know like where this research came from, or like? I'll send you. I'll have, I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, I'll yeah. Send it to you. You'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to send that to me. That is so cool. I really like that. And you know, honestly, when you're playing, that makes so much sense because it's like you're doing something you enjoy. Probably there's a little bit of like, uh, activation. So like a healthy amount of fight or flight going Uh at the same time. Right. And so there's bonding chemicals that are happening and that is so cool. So fun. I love that. That's so cool. When people talk about wanting to like quantum leap in their business or like do these big growth things, it's like, okay, well, the more fun you can have, the more you can Mm -hmm. actually have fun doing the things you have to do to grow a business the more you'll rewire those neural pathways quicker yeah. and get those results quicker. Yeah. It's that's so cool because like definitely more recently, I've been very aware of the fact that I look at my business like a game. Like I'm like, this is just so fun and entertaining. And it is so like, how do I say this right? How do I win this deal? How do I win this contract? How do I show the right play, whatever. How do I make the right play to do the right thing to Mm -hmm. win? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, which also has me very aware because I'll I'll speak to people not in business and they're like, you think of it like a game. And I'm like, we got to make life enjoyable. So yeah, Yeah. I do. It's fun. And it's fun to win. And the more, the more you love doing it, the winning is even more fun Mm -hmm. and the losing isn't as bad. (laughs) I wish I was about to say that. I think the losing is kind of fun. <laughs> the, sometimes I'm kind of like, 
so what happened here? How did this happen? Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, you obviously, anytime we lose, we're disappointed. Right. But those losses have the most growth that it's kind of mm-hmm. like, Ooh, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to be on the other side of this? Like it's, it's, there's a little bit of excitement in it. Yeah. It's it. The losses feel also less uh, extreme yeah. when you're enjoying the process along the way. Yeah. Cause you have obviously. Yeah. There's also like um, safety in the fact that like, there's a baseline now, like I'm, I'm at a place in my business that like the losses I'm like, Oh, that sucks. But also it's like, I can, I can figure it out. Like I'm starting to like make the bigger moves that like I sign one person and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like set yeah. for X amount of time and whatnot. Yeah. So the no's feel a little bit less of a big blow, which yeah. I remember you saying to me in like my first, I don't know, six months, I would hear one no and I would be devastated. Now I hear a no. And like, like I got a no on Friday from mm-hmm. a private client um, that I did think was going to sign actually. And she ended up emailing me while I was out. So she got my like out of office response. Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading it and I was about to go talk to the CEO of this corporate retreat that I was on. And mm-hmm. I like opened my phone, checked my email and like saw her line was like, Hey, Karina, so sorry. And I was like, Oh, it's an, like, yeah you, don't, yeah, you don't start up. Can't wait to start next week with that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, she's a no. And then I just like closed my phone and I was like, well, I'm in Vail, Colorado with the CEO yeah, right, right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to like see that growth. Yeah. Over time that like yeah. my brain has completely changed how it handles no's and yeses. Yeah. Do you know the thought that you just said? The thought work that you've done is I can figure it out. I can figure. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And you, it, you implanted that so well in me. And I think it shows like, I love using myself as a example for my clients of where I was in my business and where I'm at now, because like, and the thought I can figure it out. Yeah. That I think has fueled my business. And I yes. think like you, you definitely, helped me get there and helped show me that thought and how powerful it can be. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just been a complete game changer when I actually started believing it. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the person who's listening, who's like, well, I can't figure it out. I've been trying and I can't figure it out. Like to start to build that thought intentionally and become the person who knows they can figure it out like start trusting yourself with the little stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I can figure out how to do a post today. I can figure out how to reach out to 10 more people. I can figure out how to whatever it is. And then it'll be like, yeah, I can figure out how to sell X amount of dollars or I can figure out how to do a Mm -hmm. day long workshop and veil. Like it, you can start small and get big. Where did you start? Cause there's, so there's different types of ways science, different types of ways to build confidence. And like one of the big ones is obviously like personal experience. You're looking for evidence in your own like experience, but the other one is, is vicarious experience. So like looking at other people to gain Mm -hmm. confidence, where do you think you like reach for the most? Like, do you look for that, that frame of reference? I know that you just did a, you just released a podcast about your like frame of reference. I haven't listened to it yet, but like yeah. Listen, it's good. Okay. Cool. I'll listen to it after this. Um, I'm I'm sitting for a tattoo appointment, so I'll download it on there. What I know you... a new tattoo. That's I'm getting shark. I'm getting oh, shark with a coral reef right here. Super excited about it. That's cool. Um, so in this podcast release, everyone, I will already have it. I'm very excited. Um, and stressed because I yeah, have right. to sit for a tattoo. Good luck. You can do it. Thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, so so do who do I you, who do I look to? Who do you look to? And like, do you think you look more um on your own personal evidence, or do you think you pull from mm. your outside a little bit more? I both are good and sources of, of yeah. confidence, right? Like science says we need to use both of them. But what do you think you pull from more and who? Um I think 
when I first started this coaching business, I pulled more from external people. I pulled mm-hmm. from like colleagues or friends that I knew or other coaches who were like getting started at the same time as me and watching them grow was really helpful. And and I think it's so important if you're in business, you need to have business buddies. You need to yeah. have someone that you could be like, what are you making and what are you spending and like what's normal and what do you like yeah. you just need to have a, an awareness of the money that you can make. So I think Mm -hmm. I did that when I was first starting out. And then I went through this time in my life where I was like, it's me. I'm just going to look towards me and like Mm -hmm. believe in me and grow my own self-belief. And like, I'm making a pretty big change in my business right now. And I'm looking at what I've done before and what I know Mm -hmm. I can do instead of other people right now. Yeah. And it feels What do you think that what do you think that change was? Because I, I can completely see when you're first starting out, it does make more sense to look for that external, look for like peers that are doing the thing, learn from them and gain confidence. If they can do it, I can do it because you don't have the evidence yet because you are newer in business, but now you have all this evidence. Where do you think your transition was to begin to look for your, to yourself for that evidence? Mm. I realized there's like a fine line and I realized that I was starting to build a business that wasn't mine because Mm. I was looking more towards other people and like how they were doing it and what they were doing and using them as confidence builders. And so when it got to a point where like my offers fell out of alignment and I felt really like graspy with what I was doing, Mm. is that the right word? Maybe a little egotistical. Mm. And I had to have this like moment where I'm like, this is not why I started this business? Like, what do I want to create? And then I've been like laser focused on that. Yeah. Then. So did that happen? Was that right before you decided to do your membership? Or is Um, that like, I think it happened. Yeah. It's been like this year. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The membership has always been there because like, why am I working with yoga teachers? so I can help like more people do yoga. And my offer wasn't accessible for so many people. They were Mm -hmm. priced out of it. And so I had this moment. I'm like, well, you know, like I need to change. I need to change how I'm doing what I'm doing. It doesn't make sense for my values. And that's when I really like, I think maybe that's the best answer. When I got rooted in like what I valued, Mm -hmm. then I started really relying on myself more. But I still look to other people to be like, if they can, I can, especially like my competition. Like there's other yoga business coaches. And if they share what they're making, I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I love that. I, that makes me so happy because like I am, sometimes the competitiveness uh, does come out in not the best way. My friends are like, Karina, we can't do game night with you anymore. And I'm, (laughs) my friend has literally left. We played, have you ever played salad bowl? No. Um, it's like charades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably. Yeah. It's like charades, but like three levels, right? It's like the East Coast version of Salad Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, so you like have the and at one point I literally like yelled at her. I was like, do it faster. And she was like, I'm and done. (laughs) I'm done. And I was like, I am so sorry, but we have to win. Okay. We have to win. Yeah. And um so my competitive definitely has a huge shadow shadow side, but yeah. using like to um, healthily, I don't know, like in a healthy way, use outside sources as either either validation. And there's a certain level of healthy validation from external right. sources, right? Like right. Right. if you're relying solely on external sources, it's no longer healthy, but like that pep talk that you need from whoever, right? You need those things. Mm-hmm. Um I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. Use the competition to fuel you. Using the competition. Yeah. And like you, like actually being able to look at someone, like you said, like that's how much they're charging. Like, oh, if, if they have, they can charge that much. I can definitely charge that much, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's Mm -hmm. one thing, like I actually decided my price on my offer because based on yours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like Jackie can do this. And like, that's her expertise. I was like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I have a master's degree. There is no reason why I shouldn't be able to charge this much in my 
coaching that is rooted in science that I have did years of experience working with mm-hmm. athletes and soldiers and all of that. And I was like, of course I can charge mm-hmm. as much, but I know, like, I know people in my field that they'd look at my offer and they'd be like, that's unethical. That's insane. And like, that's yeah. where the blinders need to come up. Mm-hmm. That's where it's necessary to do those things. Cause there's some people and that comes back to like, business is a game and yeah. you got to have fun with it. And for some people, what their value is charging $5,000 for six months will be unethical because mm-hmm. their value isn't $5,000 worth of value. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm giving them more than $5,000 worth of value. Like yeah. it's life-changing. And I yeah. know that for a fact, if they're yeah. putting in the effort that I want them to put in, Mm-hmm. Then I expect them when they sign their contract that says, I'm going to put in this, this amount of effort, mm-hmm. like they're getting more than $5,000. That's a, that's a freaking steal of what I'm giving the steal of a deal. And like, that's how you want to feel about your price. Like this is yeah. the best. This how is the could best. You not? <laughs> yeah. This is like, I, and, and that's the other thing is like, I know I, when I hired you, I was like, if this works, then like, this is going to be the best best $5,000 I ever spent in my entire life. And it, it was spent a lot more with you than $5,000. <laughs> I have fueled half of Jackie's salary myself. <laughs> no, just but kept re-signing, kept wanting I more. I just kept wanting more. She was so good. 10 out of 10 recommend, especially for yoga teachers. That was the other thing is like, you know, yeah. when I first started my business, I really wanted someone who knew my industry and not yeah. just like, obviously I've changed my industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, but it was nice to speak the same language versus, you know, the amount of times that I even explained to friends and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is how this works. They're like, well, why don't you just do this? And you're like, mm-hmm. industry is different. Like you don't mm-hmm. understand. And yeah, I like, if I could this is not true. What I was about to say is if I could do one thing in the world right now, which this is not what, this is not what I would choose. There's so much the world needs, but if I could do do one thing for people in the business world, I would get rid of niche drama. I would just like eradicate Mm. niche drama forever because like niching to yoga teachers, it's all a mental game of Do I think that there's enough people? Is this going to work? And so many people come to me and they're so afraid of niching. And I'm like, but it actually, if you did it, would work. Like yeah. it is the thing that works. So it's so interesting because like, that's probably why you worked with me. That's why most of my clients find me because I mm-hmm. am specifically for yoga teachers. Yoga teachers. Yeah. I just heard recently that until you're at 10 million a year, you're very tightly niched. And then at that point, you unniche. Whoa. That's fair. I mean, you think about the companies that are doing 10 million a year. They're they're like, we're for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. But 10 million a year. That's insane. That's so much money. It's doable. That's like you're that's that's I can't even imagine how big that team is to just like. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk about thought work when you're leading a team, though. I'm sure you talk about this a lot. Like, yeah, what you think is what they think. Oh, yeah. It's like it's so this this corporate retreat I just led. We it's so funny that you talked earlier about you felt this pivot when you started realizing your own values were unaligned. And so like now you're like, I, I need to figure out why I started this. What were my values? Why did I start? Jackie Murphy coaching, you know, and like, or Jackie Skinner back in the day, and <laughs> which is how I couldn't find you for the <laughs> longest time. Um, I'm just literally like, well, your last name is different. How dare you? Um, but those values in a company, especially when you're a team, are so important in creating the culture. And I just did my last podcast on this because I had just led this workshop that like the CEO hadn't created a culture intentionally. They hired a team and 
for their talent. All of these team members were incredibly talented at what they were doing, Mm -hmm. but they weren't cohesive yet because they didn't have something. They didn't have an umbrella underneath them and they didn't have a a, a glue that was holding them together. And that's what those values are like. Mm. And it starts with the leader, the CEO, or, you know, the VP or the president, whoever is leading the team, what they think and how they, how they exist in the world completely changes how their team members are showing up. Because Mm -hmm. if they're very like head down, do my job, check the box and then move on, the team members are going to be that way versus Mm -hmm. them being like, Hey, we're all going to connect and we're all going to be this cohesive unit. And every business is different. If you want to be a head down, like that's cool. Create that culture. Like that works too. Mm -hmm. Um, but whatever you're thinking, whatever you're believing, whatever your values are as the leader will trickle down into your team. Mm-hmm. So you're now at a place where you have a team, like some contract, some part-time, some full-time and how not full-time anymore. Mm-hmm. Like how, how are you affecting leading this team in your own thought work? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Hmm. I mean, I think I wouldn't be able to, if I hadn't gotten clear on my values, Mm -hmm. if I hadn't Mm -hmm. like sat down and been like, what is important for me? And now my job is communicating that to the people that work in my business as much as I can. Like literally every time we talk, we're, Mm -hmm. we're not directly saying this is the value and this is what we're going to do, but we're always bringing it back to like, well, this is how we run. This is how we operate. This is what we can do. And I think too, like, it's like, um, it's, it's more than just knowing your values. Like that is where it starts, but it is how you show up every single day. So for example, if I didn't brush my teeth in the morning and showed up to work with bad breath and like spewed that on everyone, that would not be cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one's going to enjoy that. (laughs) Um, but if I show up and I'm able to do my thought work and clean out my brain and show up from a place that's like, we've got this and I've got Mm -hmm. this and I have, you know, anything to give my team and we have stuff to give to the people who are in our audience, we're generous, we're capable. Like that is what they also believe. And so everything runs so much more smoothly than if like, if I were to freak out, they freak out. Yeah. If if I lead, they can follow. And that's Mm -hmm. the role of the CEO, the founder. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, it does. It's kind of like, like what filter do you want to look at the world through? How do you want to lead and how, and you, you get to provide that filter to your team Mm -hmm. in the best way, right? Like you, you want to have them see the world through that filter because like, that's what their job is when they work for you, when they work with you, right. Is they need to treat your clients, their clients, the same way that you want to treat their clients. So it's kind of like, here's the Jackie Murphy filter. Like, this is what we do here. And you get to decide like what that looks like for that team Mm -hmm. based on your values and your beliefs. And the only way that filter works is if you, the leader as Jackie Murphy, like truly believes in those values and like it's deep in you believes in them and follows through on them. Like if I'm not yeah. consistent, they can't be consistent. So mm-hmm. I just hired a team to be my client services team with this new membership coming. It's going to be a little bit more. And so what they're doing right now is going through every like client services email we've sent and studying. How did we say it? What did we say? How did we mm. respond so that they can get the language? And I think a lot of people hire and they're like, great, I've got client services passed off, done. But no, like that's where it falls apart. I now need to go study their responses and I need to be able to point out like, you got it here. You missed it here. This is Mm -hmm. more like what we would say. It's a ongoing conversation of, are we speaking the same language? Are we thinking the same thing? Are we showing up with the same energy? And then I also just wanted to say, this is a super cheesy book, but it, changed the game for me when it comes to leading it's called the energy bus the energy bus it'll take you like two hours to read but it talks about how like you're the driver of the bus and your uh-huh. energy matters so just putting that out there for your audience okay cool <laughs> you're the driver of the bus and your energy matters so everybody go read this book 
game changer. Super, super quick book. But it's like everything we're talking about of like, if you want to lead a team, you got to drive. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to like, I know from mental performance side of things, it's about role expectations and feedback. Like yeah. expectations and feedback are crucial. And that's what we would do that in sports all the time. Like the teams that I would work with, I'd be like, that athlete doesn't know that they're not working hard enough for you, coach. Coach, mm -hmm. you have to tell them this is what they're doing. This is what they did really well. And this mm -hmm. is how they need to get better. And you need to be yeah. super specific. You can't just be like, you need to show up earlier to practice. Like, no, you need to show up 15 minutes before because earlier practice could be five minutes for someone, could be half yeah. an hour for somebody, yeah. right? Like if you're, if they're not meeting your expectations, you have to tell them exactly what they need to do. Oh, and like, so good. Yeah. I actually see this with clients a lot, specifically when they're just starting their business. And I'm glad you said it because like, I can see that they think they're doing so much and I'm like, yeah. but actually you just need to do more, but I can't just say that. Right. You like can't I just have say to that, be yeah. like, you need to do a webinar a month and you need to like meet five people every day and like make it super specific of here's what you need to do. And I think as you grow your business, all that happens is your capacity to do more in a shorter period of time grows. Like oh, it's you wild. just start to accomplish what you used to accomplish in a week in like a morning. And it's like, okay, move on. But like yeah, the early athlete, the early business owner, the early entrepreneur doesn't see that. And they couldn't, mm -mm. how could they? They're yeah. just doing what they know to do. You're the yeah. coach to be like, Let's go. Time to, time, to, time to step up here. Time to do yeah. these things. Yeah. In a loving yeah. way. In a loving way. Yeah. And like quantifying it of like, yeah, one webinar, like X amount of posts, like five people, you know, that's so helpful. So we'll start to wrap up here. Um, but because you've been in my business since day one, you've mm -hmm. been literally like before, back when it was Karina's yoga. And it was just yoga retreats. And now it's this new offer with mental performance coaching and private adventure and mental performance retreats. Um, what do you think? And because we're on the theme of thought work, obviously, what do you think as my coach who has seen everything and seen how my brain works over the last almost three years, where do you think my biggest pitfall at the beginning was like, where did I struggle the most? And like, where was the biggest growth as the outside perspective? It's hmm. a good question. Okay. Let me think back to like two years ago. <laughs> I know your biggest pitfall in the beginning. I mean, it's so funny because I just remember you like you had the guts and you like went for it. And that's not something that like, I didn't coach you into that. Yeah. You just did that. And so there was a lot of like me looking at you and being like, yeah, she's got it. Like there's no <laughs> go for it. You've got go it. For it. <laughs> so there's not a lot of pitfalls that I remember. I think the only pitfall that like we've already kind of spoken about is I think you, you deeply, deeply care about your business being successful. So the nose felt really big Mm -hmm. but there's no way you could have avoided that. And there's no way you yeah. could have like not gone down that pitfall. Um, but that would be the only thing that I think slowed you down a little is like really taking the nose and not staying full speed ahead. Cause you were mm. full speed ahead, got the guts doing all the things. And then a no would come and it would stop you for like a quick minute. And then you would yeah. get the, the gusto again. Um, so that's kind of what I see. What was your second question? Um, like my biggest growth over the two years, like specifically with thought work, whether it's like I adapted in some way or like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I'm even like looking at the same person. Like <laughs> there's so much growth. I think I remember the moment that you decided to rebrand and you were like, mm -hmm. this is now the true adventure collective. And I'm like building a business that's bigger than me. Mm -hmm. that was the moment that you stepped into like, I'm a CEO and I'm a yeah. business owner and I'm not like making money from teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's probably the biggest shift. And then I just continue to like, see you be like, oh, I'm 
actually like incredibly valuable and incredibly valuable. And I have more to give and more to give and like step into that as well. So the thought work, I mean, I I don't think you would have said that when you started with me, like I'm incredibly valuable and I'm here to lead yoga. Oh, absolutely not. I was like, Oh God, I literally was like, who are the F am I? I was like, why? And I definitely still have moments of that, but it's like, it's more of like a, a jokingly, who am I to lead this as opposed to like, oh my God, who, like, who am I to charge as much? Who am I to do these things? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's like a, I'm so lucky that I'm this person instead of I'm not worthy. Exactly. Doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a, you're boss now. I mean, that's what I do, right? Yeah. You, you have turned me into a yoga boss, even though I'm not selling yoga anymore. Like (laughs) I, and I love that because like, it's, it truly does happen in your container in your program like you do such a good job of like teaching these people who have never had and I know this stuff that's the thing it's like my experience like I have a freaking master's degree in sports psychology and thought work and understanding the brain and yet you were still incredibly so helpful and so such a big part of my business because you took it a step further and like applied it to the rest of my life as well, you know? And that's why I think like thought work is so important in finding a coach that it's not just about manifesting. It's not just about like anti-self-sabotage. It's like science and using your brain to actually create the results that you want to in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so key. I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there where I I don't want to sound like negative, but you have to be aware of what you're purchasing. Yes. And yeah. make sure that you're investing in someone that can kind of put their money where their mouth is and say like, no, mm-hmm. like this is my process. It works. If you work yeah. it probably is the mm-hmm. key for everything. Yeah. But, um, cause that's the thing. Like I didn't really turn you into a boss. Like I just said, here's what a business owner thinks you could try it on. You can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you did. And you said, okay, yeah. this fits. I'll take it. This fits. I'll take it. I'm going to take this. This nice ball gown. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like I, or a pantsuit, honestly, probably a pantsuit. pantsuit. That's what I feel. Uh-huh. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I love that, but it's so true. So, mm-hmm. um, we, what is your one last nugget of information, nugget of advice to the business owner who, maybe either doesn't have a coach and is trying to do this thought work on their own or has a coach and wants to take the thought work a step further. Okay. Either person do it every single day, twice a day. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds extreme. You, you brush your teeth every single day, twice a day. So it's not that extreme. Like if you wake up and you set your brain intentionally and then you do it right before you go to bed, you will become a different person. And right now I'm in a, I've decided that I want to do a little glow up, you know, I'm like, okay, it's time to glow mm-hmm. up. So I'm in a, a phase where I'm like, I'm going to drink two Stanley's every day and I'm walking 10,000 steps. And I'm like, really, is it really taking care of myself? Is that what you just... No, my Stanley's right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My water's right there. But I found myself yesterday being like, is this going to work? I don't know if this is going to work. And I was just like, you know what, Jackie, trust the process. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking water is good for you. You know, doing thought work and meditating and walking is good for you. So Mm -hmm. just do it. Stop checking the scoreboard and six months of doing it every day, turn around and look back and you're going to be a different person. Like do it every day, twice a day. Don't expect results tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You may get them. You may get them, but yeah. Look back in like six years, six years, six months, <laughs> six or months, six yeah. years or six years. You know what? Six years of two Stanley's a day. You're going to be so hydrated. That skin's going to look so nice. Oh, that's what I want. <laughs> that's what we want. I love that. That's one thing that like sorority life taught me the trust, the process. Oh my yeah. God. The amount of, they embedded it in us. Trust the process. It's emotional, mm-hmm. but you'll be fine. And it's mm-hmm. true. Like with it's life. True. It's so true. I love that. Well, Thank you so much for being on here. And um, I want to like, how can they reach out to you? Tell us about the membership that's coming for any yoga teachers that are listening or anyone in uh, pretty much any creative field. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like. Um, So tell them how they can find you and connect with you. 
Yeah. Okay. So my new course and membership is launching in a few weeks. So you can head over to the yogabossgroup.com forward slash waitlist and get on the waitlist. Otherwise, hit me up on Instagram. Right now it's Jackie G. Murphy. Ja- oh my God. What is it? <laughs> it's Jackie G. Murphy, but it's changing. It's changing. Oh gosh. I'm going to lose you again. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not my last name, but the handle is changing. <laughs> the handle is changing. Okay, cool. I'll take that. All right. We like Jake. Jake needs to stick around. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Well, I'm excited for this uh change and to see what happened because, like, same thing. Have you seen my business change? I've seen your business change so much over the years. Like you went from I think prior to me, only private clients to like a group program to then having private clients again and like mm-hmm. VIP days and now mm-hmm. a membership. And this is just I love watching you because you're one of my like chase after experiences. I'm like, oh, Jackie, can you? I can do it. Like, yes, I got this. you can. So Freedom. I love it. Are coming. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in. Sign me up. I've been <laughs> wanting to be on a retreat with you for when you were like, you did a, a bonus that was like a, a returner's retreat. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to meet her in person. And you were like, it's on Zoom. And I was like, damn it, Jackie. I know. It's fun. time, though. It's time. Mm, I love that. I'm so excited. I'm in. Done. Well, sign you up. See you sign soon. Me, sign me up right now. Send me a bill. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, friends. I will talk to you in the next episode.